Hello and welcome to season two, episode 12 of the Marketing Matters podcast. I'm sat here on a uh, gloriously sunny day at Glossop Gasworks with my fellow podcast presenter, David Wright. Good after, is it after, yes, it is afternoon, isn't it? And, uh, and I might just say that season two, episode 12, it's given that we do these every two weeks, means that we are, give or take, halfway through the year. Yeah, indeed. And as we mentioned last week, we're, we're back in the office of Gloss of Gasworks, sitting a good two metres apart, but hopefully in the not too distant future. Or is it one metre apart? Well, or is it one and a half metres apart? At the moment, it's two, but uh, I think uh, hopefully in the next few, we might be able to get a bit closer. Um, oh, but I'm, I'm not sure, sure we want that. to anyway. But uh, anyway, on to business. Today, we we thought we'd... I've entitled the podcast Adapt and Survive. I didn't really like the, the, the word survive because I don't think it's about survival. I think it's about more than that. But until I come up with a better title, that's it. But really, what we just wanted to talk about was the fact that as businesses are starting to reopen, certainly everyone I talk to, they're reopening, but having to considerably change the way they, they operate. And I think the good businesses are not thinking about how can we change the way we operate just to get us through the next three or four weeks or however long it's going to be until the regulations change. Or months. Or months. It's about how can we adapt our business model to the new environment and to the way that the, the sort of the market is changing in the, potentially in the long term and potentially can we make our business model better so I thought it would be good just to have a chat about this and the idea that maybe old business models are becoming untenable or suboptimal so how can businesses actually change to optimize their their business models so David what are your thoughts on this this whole idea I I think that it is always so that, that things are constantly changing and sometimes something happens that puts focus on change. And clearly in the last few months, that's exactly what we've had. And as, as you say, maybe at one level, it, it's no bad thing because it does force people into the, the, the adage of having to change what they do because what they do just doesn't work anymore. And personally, I find it quite exciting. I appreciate that, that there are people who are struggling and, and it's... Uh, inevitably in times of change there are both downsides and upsides and I do feel there's been perhaps for some good reasons a lot of focus on the downsides but undoubtedly some people are doing very well nobody talks about what's happened to uh, zoom share price in the last two or three months but there's a specific example of somebody who is almost through no fault of their own doing remarkably well out of the, the new situation we find ourselves in and I say not through no fault of their own and nothing to do with them I think that's not true because what they have done is proved that they are able to develop their technology to survive when these huge demands are suddenly made on it and so I think yeah it, it is again it's about adapting and and in their case they had a fantastic opportunity that they've been able to grab and I think there are lots of people who are doing similar things on perhaps less global or, or grand yeah, scales. I, I think on, on the Zoom you're talking about somebody who has taken the opportunity to use their existing business model and it, it's sort of just fallen right for their existing business model. What I really wanted to talk about today was people who've seen their their business models completely disrupted and I don't being think able it, to and no, changing yeah. to adapt to the new model. No I, I think 
it's never or it's not really about completely changing things because that's like saying well up until last week I was a dentist but now I'm going to be a podiatrist it's even though no that last last week I was a dentist but now I'm going to be a greengrocer that that's I think all the time it's about using the skills and knowledge and experience that you have and adapting it to fit the market that you've got so it is as you say it is about adaption that obviously there's a big one that uh, has happened and will continue for quite some time yet is the in the hospitality market where I think that the idea of going and sitting in a restaurant and having your uh, chicken tikka korma or your beef stroganoff or whatever it might be is a way off and so there has been an adaption where the people that we've got restaurants we know how to cook we can cook things but we can't bring people here to eat them so we've somehow got to get our food out to the people whether that's through delivery or collection or what have you but it's an adaption of a of a, a core offering rather than a complete change so and and I, I think that's what people are doing yeah and I, and I think you're absolutely right I think it's not about saying today I'm a dentist I can't do that so I'm going to be a greengrocer I mean obviously you could do that maybe if they've got a, an interest in horticulture but probably not it is about saying what is my my core skill set what what is the the core value that I add to the marketplace and how can I adapt my business model to deliver that core value under the, in the new environment and restaurants are a good example we've got a lot of, of restaurants locally they restaurants and pubs who they can no longer have people in to sit at tables to serve them the food at the tables but they've still got their core competence is still about delivering good food good quality good chefs all of that so they've, they've switched to a, a, an, an online delivery model so they're delivering that core capability that core value but they're delivering it in a, uh, a new way. And I think that's where I see the, the real skill in adapting is going back to first principles and saying, what are we good at? And then saying, how do we actually deliver that value given the new environment? So that's, I think, the way that, that I but see we look at I, it. I, I think hospitality, I, st- I still think it faces considerable challenges because at the moment, the idea of going and getting takeaway from your favourite restaurant or your favourite cafe has, has a novelty value. Mm. But I think that actually visiting your favorite restaurant or cafe was more about much more than just the food it was about the the environment the experience the ambiance all of that and not having to cook and not having to wash up whereas when it's about delivering food to you you are actually only getting a small part of what had been the previous experience and the problem is that if somebody's business model is around delivering a complete package for a price and then only delivering a, a probably a minority of that whole package but still needing to make a, a business out of it, it it's quite difficult I mean as, as an example we had a takeaway from a restaurant who I don't think did I'm not going to mention any names but I don't think did takeaways as a general rule but they were doing and this was at the weekend and for three of us the takeaway was 45 quid now in any book that's quite a lot for a takeaway I would suggest and yeah we had it because it was an experience this is where all our London listeners are going 45 quid for a takeaway for three that's cheap <laughs> yeah well you no don't move to Glossop we don't we, we don't want you here but I, I think that in the the strange world that we're in at the moment people do that create these crazy things people I don't understand why people are prepared to queue for hours outside Primark to go and buy a cheap t-shirt 
personally I don't get it but I don't believe it's going to last particularly when it starts raining and, and I think you're right and I think another interesting I mean I've been talking to a number of restaurants around Glossop and who have, have, are doing this and you're right there is a real they, they're struggling to cope with demand at the moment but it's interesting my big bugbear is most of them the only marketing they do is on Facebook and I tend not to engage personally with Facebook very much so I don't get a look in but actually there are times when I fancy a tech and you're absolutely right about that normally if I go to a restaurant I'm going there pre- predominantly for the the ambience and only partly for the food but equally there are days when I fancy a takeaway and the idea that there is going to be a broader spectrum of offering other than just pizzas Indian or Chinese is appealing to me so the idea that I've got an alternative of going to the local sort of gastro pub or the local Italian restaurant to get something other than a pizza or a, a whatever appeals to me and I would probably do it over and above my on different times that I, that I go to so it's I think it potentially is expanding their their market into new opportunities that they weren't getting before. But the point I was going to make about Facebook was that I think at the moment they are they don't need to worry about marketing beyond Facebook because the demand is there because it's novel and people are just doing it. But as times move on, if they decide there is a, a market for doing this beyond the sort of lockdown, I think they're going to need to start to market it more obviously and come up with a better model for actually marketing their their takeaway offering than just Facebook because they are going to need to get out there to a broader market than just the, just the Facebook market. So I think, from a, I think businesses are going to have to make a decision about am I just adapting to survive and I'm going to go back to what I'm doing normally or is this a better addition to my, my business model and do I want to build it into my ongoing business model going forward? forward and the decisions they take around resourcing what they're doing and marketing what they're doing will be different dependent on and how they're how they're approaching it yeah and i think there is there's another factor you've used the word survive a few times and i think there is an an element and i i completely understand this where right now and for the past few months what people have been saying is I need to do something I need to do anything to make sure that when some sort of normality returns I'm still here and I still have a business to operate and so when you know you mentioned that people say that that one of the issues is um, keeping up with demand but that's about I think or I have suspicions that that's very much about the available resources to keep up with the demand for the product that they're or the Mm. service they're offering should be if they are that busy that they are absolutely coining it in terms of revenue and as I say my suspicion is that they're probably not because you know the the classic one of a a restaurant is you everybody knows how much you pay for a bottle of wine in a restaurant and and there's 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 good margin on wine in restaurants but if you're doing a takeaway service you're not going to be supplying Mm. them wine at 15 20 30 quid a bottle where it's only costing you less than half that so there are big profit elements that you're just not seeing so and it, your effort to to give somebody a bottle of wine is minimal in a eat-in situation so I I think there's a lot of people making making the best of it certainly and I think that's fair enough for now but in terms of the longer term and going forward it's it I still think they're the idea that you you can't just try and do what you did before. You've got to rethink it. And I mean, one one idea could be that it's a classic that restaurants are always busy Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and and maybe when we can start to eat in, albeit maybe a little bit more spread out, maybe what it is that those weekends and end of the week is when you you do have your people in the restaurants. So and maybe the takeaway options or variations on it may be a, a more appropriate for the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday yeah. market when 
classically, it is much more difficult to fill restaurants. Yes. And I, I mean, I think we've, we've sort of been focusing on the, the food and beverage and hospitality markets because I think they do tend to have, they, they can see that this is going to go on for, for maybe longer than, than many others. But I think this whole situation of adapting your business model to address the, the new environment is true of, of many different businesses. And I think it's outside of the hospitality sector. I mean, one, this is uh, slightly connected, I guess, that we've talked about, is things like conferences and the like. We've seen a lot of conferences moving online we've been involved in one that we mentioned last time but I think that's another situation where it's a question of are you just are they just doing that to keep going while they can or is actually the online model uh, something and the remote model something that they can build in into their their sort of core business model into the the sort of the long term and I think every for every business as I think you said at the beginning these situations they cause you to sort of take a step back and think about things and one of the things I would encourage people to be thinking about is well actually what is what we've learned about do, doing this the new skills we've learned the new the new environment has it done anything that will allow us to refine our business model to be a better business going coming out of it rather than just the same business uh, after a bit of a hiccup so that's really what it's about it's about I think it's about saying can we do things better given what we've learned from and what we've had to experience here and I guess another thing is about the green agenda very I've talked about I've seen a lot of things people saying well actually can we use this opportunity to think about the environmental side and can we be greener when we come out of it yeah, I, I think, and, and it depends how you, how you define greener, but there's, yeah. uh, I think that undoubtedly people have got used to the, the concept of working remotely, and so is there as much need for travel? But I, another big thing that's happened in BSA and with, with a lot of our clients moving, as you say, outside of the, the hospitality and retail models is increasing use of web technologies. Mm. I mean, you mentioned the the conference business, that a lot of that work was done, it used email and what have you, but a lot of the administration was relatively manual. And as a result of where we found ourselves, and they've had to obviously postpone conferences for the time being and, and look to do online webinars, as a spin out from that, they've now got, so that we've helped them develop, a full online booking system. And so that things that were semi-manual previously are now pretty much fully automatic and even if they go back to a a sort of face-to-face conference in a hotel model down the line when opportunity arises I am sure that that the efficiencies of the the online booking and credit card payments and all of that will sustain and will make their future business more efficient and more different and potentially a mix of of online and offline and and another business that has again said well they're using the opportunity to develop an offering to their products into international markets we've developed we had a website with them for a while and now there is a we've developed a german version and and there's there are lots of ways that people are opening up their offerings to a wider market yeah i i think and and the point you made there is i just want to come on to the, the sort of last point i thought it'd be worth talking about and that is around the opportunities for small independent businesses. And because I think if we take that conference example, I mean, it's, it's a, a small operation that is, has a relatively uh, rapid decision-making process. So they can make those decisions and check, adapt their business models very quickly and much more quickly than potentially the big corporate competitors can do. So I think there is an opportunity here for across the spectrum for small independent businesses to really grasp an opportunity and to develop offerings that potentially that if they've got bigger corporate uh, competitors that it will take them a lot longer to develop so I do think there is that that opportunity for small businesses
sponsors to really embrace and create opportunities for here, here that can make them significantly better businesses. Yeah, I, I think we are going to see a division between the, even more than, than we have in the past between the functions of big companies who are very much just process driven mm. and that right now are seeing big issues. We're seeing big issues from them because they typically employ a lot of people and and throughout this pandemic the issue has been keeping people safe and the general consensus has been first and foremost we need to keep our staff safe and if that means them not working and so we can't supply a service then tough you just have to live with us until um, until we feel that it's safe to bring our staff back so we can provide the service again. Whereas I think the, the smaller businesses are able to be much more agile, much more flexible, and perhaps a bit more pragmatic, and so are able to sustain their service offering much better than, than the big companies who, you know, it's kind of easy option, well, let's just close down and worry about it later. Yeah, and, and I think the one metre, two metre rule is a good example. At the moment, it's two metres. Everybody's set up to accommodate that. If at some point the government turns around and says, no, actually, it's one metre. If you're a small independent business, you can deal with that the following day. And you can, you can make decisions about that and implement it the following day. And how, that will give you significant benefits. As a bigger business, there will be a much longer decision-making process, risk assessment process, all of these sort of things, which might take you, even if it takes three or four days or a week to implement that change, it's a lost opportunity, which for a small business, they can, they can grasp on that. And I think these, the, the, the situation will be very fluid over the next few months. And the ability to adapt to those changes as they arise uh, very quickly is going to have a real advantage to, to businesses. And, and do, I mean, it, it was one thing that up to now that all people were able to implement those those arrangements before they open mm. now they're open so you know what's going to happen if if as i think is going to happen that the distancing rules change and so you've got signs everywhere saying stay two meters apart and yet somebody has just pronounced that you only need to be one meter or one and a half meters apart it's going to be chaos and are those businesses going to say well we'll close again until we can rip up all the two meter signs and put one and a half meter signs yeah. in Whereas, as you say, a little business, it, it's much easier to do that. Exactly. So I think, well, on that, that hopefully positive note, we'll, uh, we'll leave it. But we just want to finish, as always, with some ideas as to uh, what you can do if uh, this has resonated with you. So, David, what would be your first takeaway from this? I've just got, I think I've got one really significant one, and that is that we've, like it or not, we've all learned a lot and we're all learning a lot through through all of this. And I and we are seeing new having new ideas and seeing new ways that we can we can perhaps explore opportunities. Um, but it's it's it, um, a, a, a bit of a hackneyed phrase that information is power. I'm, but I think I'm going to add a bit to it or knowledge is power. But I think knowledge is only power if you do something with it. And sitting there pontificating is might make you feel better, but actually you're not going to get any benefit from that knowledge that you've got unless you take it and do something with it. So my advice is um, not don't try and change the world, but take the knowledge and what take what you've learned and then do something. Actually make some changes, implement them, make them happen. You yeah. can always change again, but do something. Yeah. 
Okay, and my, and my piece, uh, uh, my sort of uh, thing would be about focusing on core added values and what we said at the beginning of this about saying, actually, your business, you have a business because you deliver value to your, your customers. And I would encourage people to go back and think about what is the core value that I add to, to my customers and how can I adapt what I do to continue to deliver that or more effectively deliver that to, to the marketplace going forward. I was only going to say one thing. All right. No, that's well, fine. If you've only got one thing to say, that's that's good. No, I'll just I'll have a bit of a plug. I think sometimes it's useful to have somebody outside to talk to. And it's very much, you know, I'm always more than happy to talk to anybody about any ideas you've gotten. If all it is is a chat, that's great. If we can be of any help, then that's great too. There we go. On that blatant plug, we shall yeah, we, we don't shall do it very it. often. No, we don't do it very often. You're right. And we better tell you how to get in touch with us if you, if you do want that. So, I mean, if you want to sort of explore these ideas from that come out of the podcast between them you'll find more of our podcasts on podcast.bsamarketing.com you'll also find a lot of information in blog format on www.bsamarketing.com and you will find us on twitter and on linkedin and if in either of those cases if you mention you've listened to the podcast we'd, we'd love to hear from you and we will certainly engage with you on on those formats so until next time we will say stay safe currently two meters apart maybe different next time we speak but stay safe and happy marketing. Well, one thing about next time, it will definitely be downhill to Christmas. <laughs> oh, oh, no, he's mentioned the C word. <laughs> anyway, bye-bye and happy marketing. Bye. Bye.